Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday night, 8.05 here on YouTube and Facebook. Thank you guys for joining us. If you're listening to us, that means you're listening to us in podcast form. So thank you guys for doing so as well. Um, Studio is going to sound a little different tonight because it's not just myself in here tonight. I have Matt producing and uh, I have all the fellows back. I even have... uh, yeah, we're all in studio. Josh, welcome back. Yeah, buddy. We're back. We're back. We're back. And we're the five best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> Four. Matt's here. <laughs> I wanted to see who you were going to point Matt out. Matt has a beard. He counts. <laughs> He's yeah. people. I had to get rid of my facial hair. I could not take it anymore. I tried. I really tried, but... Good for you for trying. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of someone who had a facial hair and got rid of it all, we have uh, Garvin Sharma from Tech Industries. Yeah, who still tries, ladies and gentlemen. It is exciting to be here. Happy Monday. Happy Memorial Day uh, for our friends in the United States of America. And uh, just a happy behind-the-bunker night. Uh, make sure you hit like and share, folks, so everybody's aware of what you're doing tonight. It's a special evening. You may be watching the Leafs. Who knows? Uh, but if you're catching us in Rewind, it is going to be a great show. Who else do we have here tonight, Todd? Uh, well, aside from Matt, we have Joe Kimson from Flats Radius Paintball. Greetings, and thanks for tuning in to Beautiful Behind the Bunker. We're here. We're live. I don't have my Apple headphones on. I'm using my normal thing that we use. And uh, welcome to uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker. We'll give you guys a good show tonight. He, everybody sounds crisp, crisp in my ears. Crisp. And what does it does it sound different that you guys have the bed in your ear now, too? It does. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, uh, the whole thing right now sounds and looks very, very different for me, Todd, because I'm completely sober. <laughs> you know, for the last, I don't know, 14 months, you know, I've been blind drunk. So I will finally see what a show is like and see why you guys tune in every Monday night. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. So not a lot going on in the world of paintball, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we're going to be talking about what was the last new product that made you excited. And Joe I and I were list. reminiscing before the show and... We're going to ask for your one or the, the last one that you did. But Joe and I started talking about how over time, like if you took like the 90s, the 2000s, like what products back then were like earth shattering and made you excited. So we'll, we'll kind of get into that as well. And we're going to watch you guys in the live chat. Guys, this, t- this show tonight, it's Memorial Day. We're going to slow it down a notch and we're going to watch you guys in the live chat. We want to hear from you guys tonight. So, uh, yeah. Um, Joe posted this on his social media the other day. If you guys ever wanted to know what uh, Joe looked like, how, was that two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. <laughs> I don't know. When when would that have been? Three, uh, That's the original field. Like 95, six, probably. Six Color Desert. Six color, ni- oh, probably 92. Yeah, probably 92. Yeah, yeah. 90, 91, 92. And then if you want to see Gavin being a spring chicken, he also posted. Oh, no, it's not Gavin. Look how young I was. There he is. Look at that. That's that. That's his uh, Tinder profile right that's there. That's right, my friend. <laughs> and I commented on that. Um, so that was pre-advisor pattern tiger stripe. That was just regular sweatshop tiger stripe. Uh, so I w- I'm wearing a pair of Belleville boots. That is No, a- they had been a jungle Altama. No, no, they were definitely Belleville boots. Oh, were so, they? Yeah. Uh, Belleville boots. Uh, that is a flag or sweatshirt with a small logo on the chest. And tiger brand. It is a orange referee cap and just peeking up proud above the collar is a jt racing jersey so i knew that was in the 90s for sure <laughs> so that was a nice little piece about uh, time capsule that you you pulled Joe, out your radio bags. pouch is hanging there too my where looks like it's the same one you're using so that would be an eagle um chest Our chest eagle rig, chest rig yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's the one you're using and don't get too excited ladies and gentlemen those are prototypes on the on the on the 
uh, on the counter there. Those are what stingrays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yes, that would have been a stingray. So not the uh, yeah. not the prolites. It would have yeah. been yeah. That was so stingray. as you see, when you come into fly graders back in the day, but, it, but those go back the box of paintballs. Those are RP Shear yeah. boxes that held twenty five hundred twenty five hundred boxes. Those paint boxes were low and flat, man. That was that's crazy. Oh, time. actually, sorry. Here's the date stamp. 103099 90, Oh 99 oh. Gavin is 99 That's right it was just before Y2K But that could not <laughs> have been that could not have been uh September or actually in October because it seems quite mild then I only have about a two week window where I'm not wearing a parka. I think that was late September <laughs> back in 63. All right. Oh. <laughs> I, but I do appreciate it. I mean, if you're not following Joe on social media or Flag Raiders on social media, I do appreciate the throwback Thursdays or whatever, the, the retro pictures of the old fields and uh, the old gear. Uh, it's a nice trip down memory lane, so I do appreciate that. It sure is. Yeah. And uh, here's a picture, guys. If you want a uh, behind the bunker patch, we have a few left. Uh, all you have to do is reach out through our social media patch or our social media and uh, send us a message. We'll send one out to you guys. They're 10 bucks plus shipping uh, and postage on those is pretty negligible. So if you want some, get them while they are. Get them while they're hot. Uh, get, get them before we inflate the price on them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, question time to get to you. We have vault to get to tonight. We have a topic we want to talk about, custom custom gear maybe if there's time, and prices right later on as well. I know it's Memorial Day. I appreciate uh, you guys from the States uh, checking in. I also know the game is on. If you guys could just keep us posted on the scores in there. Right now it's Habs 1, Leafs nothing, according to Shut uh, up. Bag of Chips. <laughs> is it really? Apparently. Uh, George Hayes says, uh, hey. Hey. <laughs> Hey, awesome. George. Oh, it is. The Canadians got a nice hockey goal. So why don't we move on, guys? Let's watch Joe's uh, vault segment this week, guys. When we get back, we have uh, lots more. And again, we're going to watch your guys' live uh, comments in the chat shortly. So, uh, yeah, get ready to type. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment from the vault where we go back in history, back into the early days of paintball, and we look at something that's old, something borrowed, even something that's new. Anyway, this week is no different. I thought with the upswing in mechanical markers, particularly autocockers, I thought I would pull these out. These are from my tickle trunk or my bag of tricks or one of my gear bags. These are from a company from California called Circle. They made packs, pants, obviously feed neck covers and pneumatic covers for cockers. These are brand new. They're just a little weathered. I don't think I ever had them on one of my auto cockers, uh, but these are cool. It would cover up your pneumatics. It's even vented for when your three-way gets going really quickly and allow for some cool air. It's sort of like a radiator, if you will. Um, and this is the feed neck cover with their logo and their name circle. Anyways, thanks for watching from the vault and we will see you next week on Behind the Bunker. Pew, pew. All right, there you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. So, what the hell is a three-way cover and why do you, or a pneumatics cover and why do you need one? If you ever owned an autococker and got shot in the front of your gun, that little protective cover was awesome. And some of the original autocockers came with like a plastic uh, shroud that you know went on there, but it was bulky, it was ugly, and yeah. But those circle stuff, that's awesome. And if you still want something like that um, or feed neck covers, look for someone maybe. Please tag on um, on on uh, YouTube or Facebook right now. But yeah, Ginger Dynamics. Um, I believe they're out of California, Oregon, somewhere down there. Uh, but check them out. They got lots of great stuff. I purchased some of their stuff. They even have neoprene 
loader covers. So if you want something over top of your loader, they they make those as well. If you want um, goggle, goggle flush, flush, yeah, they sent uh, they sent me one. Oh, did they really? They, well, oh, yes, they right. sent it to you, and that's then right. you gave it to me. So yeah. it's not that I didn't want it. <laughs> no, I'll, I just I'll, thought you wanted it more. I'll sell that circle stuff if someone's hot to buy it. I, I would I will I will sell it. There you go. If anyone's looking for some? It's it's genuine. It's not retro or reproduction it's genuine first generation circle stuff joe needs to put some trim around his house and he needs some extra money to pay for the lumber so if you guys are looking to looking for some circle stuff there you go you better get to selling his first born than if he's buying lumber <laughs> yeah um so let's talk uh, let's talk about tonight's topic here again guys it is um what was the last new product that actually made you excited um, and maybe we're different because we've been around in paintball for a long, long time. Um, maybe we're jaded. I, I don't know, but we really haven't seen anything that's wowed us. Like, I'll get it out of the way right now because I bet you all, everyone on the in the room is going to say it. But the Planet Eclipse, the EMF. Ah, why would you do that? Because you we're all going to say it, right? <laughs> right. Um, that was the last gun that we all kind of went. Oh, I cannot wait to see one of those. Like when we used to go to paintball extravaganza, or when we went to paintball extravaganza or World Cup, it was like. You knew the week leading up what new was coming out because you 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 had uh, the you know the industry telling us what was coming up, and you'd be excited. You know, you get off the plane, you go right to the floor, and you're like, "I want to go to that booth right away and check it out." And I'll give you an example of an old one when Empire was. Uh, they told us, and and Joe and I were part of sort of their 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 um, focus group. Yeah, they said hypothetically, if we were to come out with an autococker, our own branded autococker, what would you like to see? And we gave them all kinds of things like we wanted to see clamping feed necks and on off ASAs and all this other sort of stuff. Right. And they said, you know, they, they weren't saying they were coming out with one, but I mean, they were coming out with one. And then when we when they said they were coming out with it, they started with the sniper first, the pump before the resurrection came out. And I remember how excited when the resurrection actually came out that Joe and I were like rushing to the booth at World Cup to see these things. Yeah, they were pretty well, like amazing. Putin. <laughs> it was awesome. And they had um I think we tried to get one to take home, but they were just in short, short supply at that point. They were building as fast as they could make them, but uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, apparently Bud Orr is in here in the live chat. Does he know what an autococker is? He might. He may, Maybe. Have, he may have seen one. He's, He's been around paintball for a little while. <laughs> but if you're watching, uh, drop a drop a comment in the in the chat. Nice to nice to have you back on the show, sir. One of these days we're gonna have to get him back over on uh, on Zoom over the show. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious about his experience at uh, the Woodsball uh, Cup. Oh, oh, he yeah. got to play with the band. So I'm um, yeah, I'm curious about what what it was like for him to uh, to do some some tourney ball again. So mm -hmm. we'll chat with him soon. Cameron Turnbull just made a comment on one that I didn't even think of, the Max Loader. That was a product that you went, I can't wait to actually see that. You may not like it. You may not want one. It's not for everybody, right? No. But it was no. still, you have to admit, it was a cool product, right? It was cool. Remember when Angel used to release a, a new gun every year or every couple of years, you'd be like, wow, I really can't wait to see that, you know? But uh, I've got a real, I've got a long, I've got a long list. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Um, So... We started with Mark One Uzis back in like '83, '84. So then the Splatmaster came in, came out because it was a it was a new offering. That was a wow moment. Then the JT Whippersnapper came out. That was the first proprietary goggle for paintball. That was a wow moment. CO2 wristbands. No more clinking of CO2s in your pocket or in your underwear on a cold day. Ten round tubes. Then then came Constant Air. Ear armor, which was a Velcro 
thing to protect your because full face masks and uh, masks with ear protection weren't invented. The Bushmaster was a wow moment. Used to call Zuby that in college. A chronograph. <laughs> Someone came up with a chronograph. Until then, we were shooting paintballs at trees or pop cans to determine if it was okay or not. Then I saw this. A guy came out to the field and he had a Sabot cannon. Shot a tennis ball through a sheet of plywood. Crazy. <laughs> it was like a, a law rocket, but it was a, paint, a CO2 powered thing. The protein products, CAR 68 AT, which is a PMI-3, that was a wow moment. And I had a 39 millimeter grenade launcher that would fire smoke and thunder flashes and stuff. That was pretty wowy. 68 special. Power feed on an auto mag. Spider compact. Then the Stingray, that revolutionized, um, you know, the the easy to get paintball mass produced market markers that function. My autococker vft um i have one of the first 10 that doesn't have a serial number made for the first oklahoma d-day which is cool we got that when we were at war games in 2004 bud was there hi bud and then the tmc first you know functional mag fed gun and then of course the emf 100 those are my sort of wow moments i'm sure i'm missing things but you know if, yeah. you, if you go back almost 40 years that's you know, yeah. you, th that's like a pocket full of wow moments. Pocket full of sunshine. Colin Cooper in the live chat along your line says the Idema vest. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, Matt Watts comment. The six pack. Yeah, that was Came great. In, that was, completely great. changed tournament like instantly overnight. And you heard the story here from uh, Tom himself. He said he just he went to the shop and whipped it up. Yeah. Got some sheet metal and, and came up with that. That was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, little Babby Spitzer says, "What about the F1 Illustrator? That was a wow moment." They never worked. No. I have, I have. <laughs> okay, but some of the box. things I have on my list, I would say, argue that they didn't work. What about the Spider TL Plus? That was in every magazine, and it was like the coolest thing. And the JT Accelerator. Laugh at you will. Yes. It was a piece of crap, but it was shiny and pretty. And when that first came out, it's like, oh wow, that's really neat. And another example of a gun that didn't work. Piranha was out for a long time. And everybody really liked the piranhas, but when they boxed a piranha with an electronic trigger and called it the E-Force, that was a gun that people drove in to come to the store to see wow. that gun. Yes. Do you remember that? And everybody would pick it up and we'd turn it on. We'd blow through 9-volt batteries because everyone would just sit there and try to walk the trigger. And all you'd hear is that tick, 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 tick sound, right? Do you remember Spider's uh, double trigger? Oh, yeah. Oh, the rocking points, trigger? rocking trigger. Yeah. Yeah. We have one of those somewhere. And you get people that really like it. And then, you get, and then everyone else is like, that's not legal. It's not tournament legal. <laughs> wait till wait they knew what was coming, if they only knew. Yeah, and then the Model 98 was great. Yep. But when they introduced the flat line, we were like scratching our head going, what? You know, a curved barrel, and then we got one in our hands like that. And then two months cool. later, everyone owned one. Yeah. Do you remember at the middle field, the middle flag reader field? That was like flatline heaven. Oh, yeah. Man, you was, could, when you the could, A5 stealth came out, you and could, like, oh, my you goodness. could stand on one, you could stand in Saigon and shoot up to the top of Hill 3322 right over top of the firebase yeah. because a flatline, it, it was just a perfect. And be cronied properly. Rip, yeah. <laughs> Not like your Sheridan rifle, yeah. It was, it was the perfect, it was the perfect place for a, a flatline barrel. Hey, Jeff Thompson says barrel squeegee was a game changer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for me, another one is an example. Think about up to 2003. Everybody was kind of, 
you know, the electronic triggers were, okay, you had your, your, your spider gun, you had your E-Force, and you had, you know, stuff like that. But the DM4 was like, when that came out, that was the game changer. It, it then turned into, now I can put a chip into my gun. Right, I can buy an aftermarket chip. I've got electronic eyes. I've got the gun ready to go. That was the first high-end gun that you just open up the box and you screw your tank and you go. You didn't need to buy an ASA. You didn't need to buy anything to finish it off. Um, but that was a game changer as well. Um, same with a shocker at the time. You know, when that shocker came out with, you know, the, the new version of it, not when it was the shoebox, but the the SFT. nice the SFT. You know, when the Dynasty shocker. How many kids had aftermarket or private label shockers? Those were great. Yeah. Well, that and the ion as well. Chica Estrada. I, I love it, but I hate it. But he says the egg loader. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. 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 I, I would agree. Yeah. I do want to take a quick pause, if that's okay, Todd. Uh, and, you Fine. Know, and just say some shout outs in the, in yeah. the chat because uh, we have our, our, you know, the man himself, uh, Bud Orr. We have a good friend from down under, Connor Bryant. Uh, Mike Grizzly nice. Grubb, Brian Foster. Um, who else do you guys see in there? You know, it's, it, it is a snacked house this evening. Andrew, and Andrew Wood, Woodyard is in there. Matt yeah. Watts. Yeah, just yeah. a bag of chips. Tommy Guns. <laughs> Mike Grizzly Grub, I think I said. Yeah, yeah, you know, just a bunch of people. So thank you for spending your Monday night or Tuesday for, for Connor uh, and your Memorial Day as well. So we're going to get back into it. So I yeah. just wanted to do uh, say a quick some, some, some quick hellos. Yeah, nice to see Ian McCombs in there as well. Um, if you guys could do us a favor, it is Memorial Day weekend, and I know people are sitting there on their phones uh, right now. Hit that share button. Give it a share if you guys can. That would be uh, super awesome, super helpful. We'll get some people into the show by uh, letting them know that we're live right now. Also, if you guys have ADD, as most people most people do, and you don't want to watch the whole show on Facebook, remember, this is uploaded as a podcast, so you guys can listen to the entire show or watch it and download it on YouTube as well. But uh, anywhere that you get uh, your podcast from, just type in paintball or behind the bunker and you will find us now back to the topic Todd yeah. I say we can shut we can shut the show down right now Bobby Doust has got the best answer ever the WGP flame drop forward Lord <laughs> Jesus that's right that's like gold baby the world simultaneously ended and started in the same minute that that was released well done Mr. Doust yeah um Someone pointed. Uh, someone uh, posted a picture on Facebook today, sort of on that on that line, and it was a, it was a car. It was an old car, and the you know how cars only have flames on the front. This one had flames from the back to the front, and it was a Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that's the greatest. <laughs> so it was the reverse Wayne's yeah. World. Is that what? No, yeah. that was a Gremlin. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Because the Pinto, no, if you Phoenix. No, it was a Pacer. Yeah, but if a Pinto, if you hit him in the back too hard, their gas tanks would explode. Right. Yeah. That was the point. So yeah. But anyways, uh, Brian Barno says uh, the lens saver and beaver tails for cockers. Yeah, yeah. I think or sorry, the, the beaver same, tails. The same thing. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, Archie Eman says uh, the EMF 100 and CF20 mags, constant beam mags. Yeah. Uh, Mike Hancock says the um, it'll stick with his oldies but goodies, but the PE. M17 or M170R in HD camo is one of the nicest looking kits. And he says he's going to buy one if his old stuff ever gives him up. Well, it's never going to give you up and it's never going to let you down. <laughs> oh, dear. He owns mags, bud. <laughs> Look at this shot here. Guys, we're back in the studio. How we're do we sound? Studio. You know, we don't have that lag over Zoom 
we we now just have that uncomfortability of Gavin and I looking at each other across the table. Gazing. It's um, my pants got tighter, Todd. (laughs) I I, I have a couple on my sheet that people have. Garrett Green, um, MG100, and most of all, uh, quick change lenses on the spec. There's no more finger cramps. Eli, um, Gabois, I love an Emacs and the Ethos. Uh, Neil McKee, um, 170R, Phoenix, Gasparini, EVS, Empire, and uh, Jesse Labry, New Sauce, Black Tech Stock for this R12. Those are hey, game changers. Uh, go ahead. Ken Alexander's got one um, that no one's come up with. He said the die barrel sleeve with the Allen keys inside. Oh, stop. <laughs> All right, Bar- it got him excited, not me. So but Bra- give me Brian a Barno, uh, and I, I can't believe we never said this, thermal lenses. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolute game changer. What about Charles Holton? VL200. I don't think 2000, sorry. I don't think Charles Holton got excited about oh, no, Yeah. I, I John Jones also said the MF100 and CF20 mags and I one, missed one from Archie, uh the 1545 uh tanks. Yeah, yeah. 15 cubic inch 4500 psi. Let's take it aside yeah. from markers right now. Let's think of not a product that's a paintball gun. Think of anything other than that. So, like, are we going to do exalt squeegee before we go on to something like that? We are. We can. Okay. But I'm just, I just, I, I want to preface this so that the guys in the live chat, because they're a couple moments behind us. But oh. what other things like the exalt squeegee, when that came out, it didn't wow me until I used it, right? Yeah, that's true. So I took a training, uh, the, the NXL uh, ref training. Yeah. And uh, there was this cutting edge. Um, incredible product that just came out was going to be a game changer microfiber cloth and i'm thinking what is that sorcery (laughs) no but here's it all here's the funny thing i remember the first time i played paintball a guy had a microfiber cloth and it was like the thing but he had this little tiny square and that little 20 tiny square was like $30. Thirty dollars. I spent yeah. forty five dollars. The like, guy sold it. And I'm like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. And, you bought, know, like a year later, yeah. you can get a Canadian Tire and Dollar yeah. Store. Yeah. Well, I'm not seeing all being sold used one. as cleaning yeah. cloths at the dollar store. Yeah. yeah. But what about on the note of the 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 uh, uh, the refing gear? And we'll get back to Zuby soon, especially because he stood up for himself. Maybe he's back in studio, and now he's like, "What about <laughs> me? I want to talk. I have an opinion." But what about the clock? Yeah. The the virtue clock, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a game changer because now you just couldn't tell how much they were shooting feet per second, but you could do balls per second. You could detect if they were. Are you, you know, talking about the big red? No, no, the handheld. That looked like a Glock almost. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't the like that virtue one. Virtue clock, it works neat. Yeah. I didn't like. I didn't find it as accurate as. Oh, it was super accurate and super cool. Yeah. Because oh. you hey, could be behind you. a guy, Virtue. you could be doing all kinds Virtue. of stuff. I have a Kydex, <laughs> I have a Kydex holster for one. Yeah, nice. yeah. But uh, yeah, oh, Chica Estrada says, "What about the Renegade jersey?" <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, jo- uh, Josh. What, what what gun or what what product? Well, my paintball? favorite product that wasn't a gun was one that Matt actually brought to my attention the one year at Extravaganza. We're just walking around the booths, and Matt quietly comes up, taps me on the shoulder, and goes, "Hey, look at that!" And there in the GI booth. In the bottom corner was a brand new repackaged Revy. Mm. And they brought it out. But not only did they bring it out, okay, they brought it back out with the proper plastic that wasn't brittle. Yes. It had a yeah. good lid. It had a good battery function on it. And it had a good battery door. 
I, it was awesome. And I don't understand why no one else was excited about it. Matt and I were like, yep, there it is right there. Who, yeah. needs, who needs booth, babes, when you can have a <laughs> Like, I don't know why but, it was tucked in the corner. Like, they, at one point, there was yeah. literally a duffel bag in front but of But one it. of the great things about, like, like uh, a super game and some of the big games is there's vendors there that sell... Uh, new and used stuff. There was a guy that I swear they just had like stuff that was ten years old or more, and we walked in there and no one else cared. But they had like old vintage jerseys and yeah. stuff, and it wasn't <laughs> cool for being old. It was just like a yard sale, okay. and it was fantastic. Yep. I think we spent more time in that booth just looking around. And like yeah. he says, like old Rebbies and like uh, you know you want a brand new egg from '96, right? Like it, they had all of this stuff. Some of it was new, some of it was used, but. Somehow I still picture yeah. uh, Josh and Matt elbowing each other. You go talk to him. <laughs> you go talk to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... I think I think Bud Orr should bring fire up his his machine shop and get Jeff, and they they should make a 40th anniversary auto cocker. Um, you know, sort of retro, sort of current, with a caner kit, and have that for the and, and do pre-orders only, so you can gauge the interest. You know, and that would compete against the shock tech, the free flow, the inceptions. I think that would be, you know, a, a pretty a pretty neat thing for the industry yeah. for all the pure yeah. the purists. And I, know, I would if, buy one. If Bud wanted to win the lottery right now, all he'd have to do is fire up the machines, break out the program, and fire off some carnivore bodies, and start getting those again. You know, if you oh yeah, if you could get the carnivore guts again and release a couple of those as a paintball's fortieth. Man, people would buy those. People okay, buy. almost breaking. Bud in the chat says, maybe. And you know, and and, they, <laughs> and you do it. It doesn't have to be a fancy box, and you can just sign. If you signed, if you signed each auth certificate of authenticity with Bud or no, 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 yeah. I don't need more stuff in my house that I own that I don't want to use. Yeah. But Here, don't do that. Make a marker. I would oh. be okay taking home, taking out of the box, and playing with comfortably yeah. for the, the, and, out and to the end Bobby of time. Bobby Dow says Oracle Bodies. That would be oh, also yes. a good one. Oracle, yes. Oracle so, Bodies. So here's the thing, bud. If you're watching still. He is watching. He said maybe. It, no, no. But if, you, if he's still here, I want to put it out to him. If you're going to do anything, make sure you hit us up. We are the biggest Cocker fans, and we will be the biggest marketing source for you. Just tell us, and we will get it out there. We don't need an exclusive. We don't need whatever. Just tell us what's happening. And we will help market the crap. Look at that, stuff. Matt, Matt Watson in the, in the chat's already oh, offered up his sorry. kidney. But Orr says all new. Okay, all new. for the record, oh. bud. For the, for the record, I'm, I'm not asking you to make anything. Then. I'm not asking you to do an exclusive. <laughs> I just want your friendship. I'm the only one here. I'm the only one here that doesn't want anything from you because you've given so much already. Yeah, for sure. So here's here it is, guys. You heard it live on uh, behind the bunker. Bud Orr is going to release, as he said, now I'm paraphrasing him, a brand new autococker um, coming pay, soon. At, so. No, Rick Charger said Bud at PayPal Extravaganza 2022. This is, this is how rumors start. <laughs> this is this is how we got in trouble with the Angel Eyes. Yes. Love it. But there Bud's you. here to defend himself. He can tell us to stop. <laughs> he, maybe he's going. Maybe it's all. All it takes is four guys in Canada, five guys in Canada, egging him on to to make a. Uh, a, a new cocker. Yeah. Well, it's really only four, bud, because Matt, who our producer, doesn't like auto cockers. He likes automatic. Yeah. So it's really that's why just I four have three of, of them. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> now, how, now tell us how many mags you have, Matt. Ugh, I have enough pieces to build several. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
You're getting me in trouble, Bud says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you need some help, uh, let us know, both in research and development or, uh, or marketing. We'll definitely love to uh, jump in and give you some help. Uh, so what else, ladies and gentlemen? Like, what, was, like, what else in paintball was a big, uh, a big thing? Someone in here said 10-round uh, tubes, the replacement of those and actually 100 or 140 rot tubes, paintball tubes. That was a big thing. So for me, a lot of times uh, I find Exalt products to be like, yeah, why didn't I think of that, right? Like even like even the simple things like nipple covers and, and uh, the barrel swabs, uh, the padding, like everything that seemed to be really, really just like, oh, why didn't somebody think about that sooner, right? And, and it's really, really practical and, uh, you know, accessible product. So I think Exalt, you know, do yourself a favor and take a look at their site. And uh, just you can you too can say, wow, why didn't I think about that earlier? It's those products that enhance your day. That's right. Yeah. 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 Microfiber, though, yeah, that's a big one. Like, people underestimate the power of a microfiber. Like, you pull it out between games and you give your goggle a wipe, and everyone's also like, oh, dude, can I try that? Can I have that? Next no, thing you know, brother, you're like, you the... got to get your own. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I want to invent a microfiber dispenser that I can read that guy sell to fields where they just put it out on their fields. There you go. Um, the one, um, the oh. one that I was super surprised to learn about was the VF Tactical, but I only learned about it about two years after it came out. Mm. I was out at the field, and I think Bill Barnes had one. I looked over, I was like, "What is that? Yeah. Like, where did you get that front front door?" And he's like, "No, this is a VF Tactical." I was like, "What?" That's why Budor needs like, yeah, us to like, help him market. Um, Charles Bird in the live chat says, recent biggest game changer, and I don't know why we didn't even think of this, he says the 50 cal. Yeah, I would say yeah. so for the birthday market. And and, and, and and when I say, okay, so it may not affect the average player who comes out with his own equipment, but from a paintball field owner standpoint, if it wasn't for 50 cal, a lot of paintball fields wouldn't be around right now. That's what's kept uh, young people playing and birthday parties appropriate and and. Little Johnny's not going home crying because they got hit with a 68 cal. This is this is a game changer. We're gonna have like we're gonna feel the effects of this over the next few years as little Johnny goes from 50 cal to 68 and starts manning up and getting his own equipment and, and his joining. His first gun he buys is a 2021 autococker. And <laughs> little Bobby Spitzer in the chat says inflatable bunkers changed speedball and tournament paintball yeah. in general. And then sub yeah. air changed inflatables because they actually hold air. And well, they move air from ups. A, they, uh, yeah, air ups do. Yes. Because um, nobody move, likes hyperball. But they move from a, do you remember uh, speedball when it, like the inflatable bunkers when it first came out? They were all connected by tubes. Yes. Yeah. Right? And tubes. So move, yeah, tubes. Yeah, tubes. So they moved away from the tubes and the. How would you spell tubes? <laughs> <laughs> it's tubes, but with a ch. Tubes. Care, careful, your autocorrect doesn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like a chub. <laughs> tubes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was a big deal for sure. Um. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, why don't we move on? We still have mail time to get to. Um, you saw the tapping of the watch. I did. Finally, you know. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love being back in studio. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna leave the topic for now. We're gonna get into some of your comments and questions, um, and then maybe we'll play a rousing game of prices. Right? Maybe look at some custom gear. We'll see where where, where the show takes us. Um, Gavin, I have a visual question first, though, um, and this is uh, this is kind of a throwaway because we'll get to this one really quick. But this one came in. He says, uh, as a question for Monday, why should people avoid this mask? And maybe we'll let guys in the live chat uh, chat do that. Um, 
Yeah. Gavin, why are we avoiding those masks? They are not rated. They, you know, it is... Um, ASDM yeah, Does it look cool? Absolutely. But you know what also doesn't look cool? Having an eye patch like a pirate because you lost your eye playing with a, uh, this that monstrosity. Nah, dog, that's ugly. Not rated, not safe. Yeah. Um, something that, that uh, I wanted to tell you guys about too before we go into mail time. Do you guys know that Planet Eclipse has more championships, new mechanical markers, new electronic markers. Hey, even the new territory that's, uh, that includes the MagFed division, guys. If you don't know, uh, go check out Planet Eclipse and look up the new EMF uh, mechanical, or sorry, the uh, MagFed marker. You guys will not be disappointed. Get Planet Eclipse, ladies and gentlemen, and take on the world. When the world's greatest players, photographers, and expected parents need the best coverage, most vivid colors, biggest selection, they pull a tab on an EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. New for 2021, new dispersing on the EG smoke grenades. Dreams fade, ruthless paintball products, color sublimation, and craftsmanship never die. On or off the field, Gavin's giving me a dirty look. <laughs> ruthless keeps you fresh. Use the promo code. I have the old sheet that's out of order. <laughs> you funny. sure shit do. <laughs> you. This is how All professional right. we are. Uh, welcome back to the studio, everyone. Uh, I want to remind you why. Start the this show over. Yes. Thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options makes AirUps the number one choice for inflatables on and off the field. They are made in America by Brett Davis and his crew. Check out AirUps.com for paintball, bunkers, and other fun time inflatable items. I only had one read. I don't know why you're giving me that sheet. Ruthless. <laughs> You want me to do it again? Yeah, do it again. <laughs> All right. Dreams fade. Ruthless painful <laughs> products. Colors, sublimation, and craftsmanship never die. On or off the field, Ruthless keeps you fresh. Use the promo code BTB15 for 15% off your order. Love being back in the studio and all us being professional. Adapt, create, and win. Exalt is in our blood. So make your game boil. Get Exalt, which is available worldwide. 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 From the beginning, you stumble down a rocky cliff or waded chest deep through a mosquito-infested bog. And whether you're sliding into the snake or running and gunning, GI Sports has the gear for you. Now at the new Stormer Basic Tactical and Elite. DLX Technologies, ladies and gentlemen, true industry innovators with some of the lightest, fastest, and sleekest hardware in paintball. DLX has the power to get to the podium. And I hear that's where you want to be, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to all of our sponsors. If you guys want to tag them or follow them on their social media platforms, uh yeah i think uh, that would be helpful to us that would be awesome so mail time garvin what do we have in the mail sack mail time and it's mail time ladies and gentlemen time where i get to do i get to shine and rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence that i have uh that you have sent in I'm sort of a little distracted right now because I'm actually getting direction from Matt the Crypt, and this has been a first time in many, many <laughs> months. I used to have to envision him being angry at me and not moving segments along or taking too long like he's doing right now, so he's about to throw an axe at my head, so I'm going to get right into my sack. Uh, so the first question comes to us from Ryan McGee, and Ryan wants to know, um, I don't know if it's the same in Canada or elsewhere, but why do you guys think field owners and game producers don't offer more option for 50 cal or 43 paintballs for purchase at a as a bent paint uh, so players can use those uh, calibers with their pistols specifically if they are mag fed players so why don't there why wasn't there more variety See, I, don't, in I don't understand that because like when it's available our field stocks it because you yeah. do have gun owners you know that have pistols that want 50 cal 
43 is hard to get. We have 43. And sometimes when available. we, you know, we, we, we would have 43 available as well. But like as a field owner, I'm not sure why you wouldn't offer that as an upsell item. But on the same token at our field, we don't let guys with their own equipment play with rental people. But again, if it's cronied, why would it be an issue? So I, I don't know. Does you, if your local field doesn't have it, tell them you want it or even tell them you would buy X amount of cases just, just so you have it. Uh, not everybody has a large field around them, so maybe maybe that's why. And I can see pre-order only. I can't imagine people, you know, you want to stock that, particularly if you don't offer 50 cal or 43 on a regular basis. So, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's um, it, w- it won't hurt you to contact the producer before an event or field owner saying, hey, you know, I'd really like to shoot this. I'm sure other people will as well. Why don't you survey your, your, your guest uh, for pre-purchase and see what we can do. Yeah, and yeah. be polite about it. Don't demand it. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. And Mike Grizzly Grub says field supplier limitations. And, and and we're speaking, I guess, pre-COVID. You know what I mean? When it was available, I don't see why you wouldn't have gotten it. Right now, I mean, this half of the world's supply of everything is, is hard to get right now. So I, I get that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But if you're playing with a... If you're playing with a a, a, gun, a a handheld pistol that has 43 caliber, I'm trying to think of the name, the Walther... You know, for an example, as long as it's cronied, now that's a bad example, but as long as your gun is cronied, what, the Menace, was that 50 cal though? That's 50 yes. cal. Yes. yes. So if you're playing with a 50 cal Menace, that would be appropriate for a field owner. I don't see why that wouldn't be an issue. We we let we let people, we don't let people with their own equipment play with the low impact, but if someone with their own 50 cal, you know, whatever, wants to play with the 68 caliber walk-ons, they can go up, up level, but they can't go down. Yeah. Connor wants to know how bad the paint shortage has gotten over here. I don't think it's terrible yet, but I mean, I think we're going to see definitely prices go up this year. And I think we're going to see shortages this year. Apparently, apparently um, in the, in the Pfizer vaccine peg is one of the components. So a lot of um, peg, which is a, a, a component in paint. And now balls. Matt's pissed off at you. And peg, they- <laughs> peg is a component in Pfizer and it's being used, you know, obviously. And they're secretly putting some Pfizer vaccine in each paintball too, hoping to penetrate the skin. Now Matt's even madder at you. <laughs> no, I'm okay with that. I got a Pfizer in me, so. That's true. I just want to say that this Pfizer 5G bucket sucks. No, I'm getting great reception. It's great. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm able to talk to people just telepathically. It's fantastic. I don't even have to use my phone. Yeah, but this whole thing has been a big Apple thing. Something that Steve Jobs started years ago, they finally implemented. So at some point, they're going to have it at the next Apple convention. By the way, our is new that why I- Bill Gates is quitting the world? iPhone 13 is going to activate your <laughs> your Pfizer vaccine. My pleasure sensor? And- <laughs> yeah. Full of say, Q-Zone? Bill Gates has got, his own, yeah. he's got his own issues. When they say it's retina display, it's actually on your retina. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a Futurama it. episode where they do that, where they actually put the phone in the eye. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I randomly, Futurama, I found out was on, like, uh, Amazon, I think. Maybe. And I just, I randomly clicked to, like, some random season, some clip, and it was... <laughs> It's all about the new iPhone, huh. but it's about like EYE phone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they literally jam it into his eye, and I was like, I thought that huh. was a Black Mirror episode. Oh, I don't Maybe, maybe. it's a spoof on a spoof. That's a hat on a hat. Simpsons probably did it before that, though. Phoenix brings up a good question. When is 5G going to be turned on? I don't know. I'm pretty turned on right now. Because I know that like my oh. phone will say 5G, but Internet, like Internet. I'm not getting 5G speeds yet. When is that happening? I think that's Do you it. have a 5G phone? Yeah. Oh. 5G sim. Do you have money bags? Uh, every phone is not. 
Not okay, mine. Well, I bought a phone mine. in the last mine two years. Mine was $200. Okay, well, <laughs> not mine. I bought a phone in the last two years, so pardon me. I bought mine a year ago. <laughs> yeah, from a yard sale. That doesn't count. Oh. What was your yard sale? <laughs> yes. I lost a damn feed. <laughs> All right, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Mr. My 5G's great. No, it's, it's, it's your damn sweatshop phone uh, <laughs> that's blocking up all the signal. Yeah. Hey, guys, just a reminder, if you're watching us right now, hit that like button on uh, on YouTube. If you're watching us on Facebook, hit that like and share button. That'd be awesome. And we are watching your comments in the, in the chat, so uh, try to get up there as well. Um, Phoenix says it's being rolled out in bigger cities and in rural areas. Got to have a 5G phone. Yeah. I think anybody that's bought an iPhone in the last two years is 5G compatible, but I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not going to sure. have 5G until it's $200 phone. Yeah. Um, Do we have any other questions? Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> this is my segment. <laughs> Damn, Josh's phone blocking my signals. Yep. All right. Oh, the next question. I was hitting you with my foot signals. The next question comes to us from little Joshy uh, Joshy Zubrikis. Mm. Oh, nice. Uh, and Josh, yes, he did actually... actually uh, I'm not lying. This is your question. Get out. Uh, really? Unless That's it was your, your child who, uh, who typed it in while you were so logged in. So Josh would like to know, what methods do people use to help regulate heat while playing? Oh, yeah. That one. Actually, How that's you, pretty yeah. important. Uh, I thought that was ideas for show topics. My bad. So how do... Uh, <laughs> good how question, do, though. How do people <laughs> regulate heat, stay cool, stay warm, um, hydrated, all that stuff? What are your tips? I like a wet cloth around my neck. I dump that helps. I dump water on my shama. Yeah. Just I have a mission cooling, um, like buffs, and they yes, they, they drop. Yeah, they drop your they drop the body temperature. Is that the one that absorbs the water? You soak it, shake it out, yeah. and yeah, and it's yeah, a, yeah. It's like a neck gator, and you, it, it keeps you cool. That I have that um, Under Armour shirts to uh, whisk the moisture away as well. Keep Someone cool. at Wicking. Super Game gave me a uh, headband. Look. That you submerge in water, yeah, and it has the same sort of th principle like a diaper, where it absorbs the, the moisture. Bead. Yeah, isn't and that what Gavin's talking about? Yeah. yeah, but the problem is, anytime you touch it, you get like a bead of water. Like I don't know if okay. it was. Yeah, a you low can't wear quality. it with a mask on. No, it just kind of no. came. To, and then you're supposed to dry it out, wash it, and then it'll dry up and shrink again. But uh, yeah, and then Andrew, I agree with you on half of your answer. He says hydrate and change your socks. Yes, sir. No, 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 no. Change socks. Trust me. Why does Trust changing me. your socks have anything to do with how you're hydrated? I have no idea, but it makes you feel so much better. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I changed my socks during big games now twice. Yeah. Uh, compression shirts. Some someone just yeah. mentioned that. That's a great idea. It makes you and if you get if you get the right if you get the right kind, a slight breeze even on the hottest humid day makes you get a chill. It's it's so it's so well worth getting one of those. Uh, drink water. Walk slow. And carry an umbrella. It <laughs> says uh, oh. Charles Holton. Yeah. Um, oh, Dwayne King skips a game and drives to Timmy's for an ice cap. And thanks for the offer. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like something from Timmy's. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm a, I absolutely swear by it. Joe just put the tagged him in the uh, the chat. I did. Uh, the mission cooling stuff is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. 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 And that's hard. Like you, you know, you can't choose the game that you play on. And if you're there for the day, you want to take advantage and. Yes, you can say hydrate all day long, but you need some of these extra little things to to help you along, right? Um, kind of like when Hydrodill was around, you used yeah. to be able to get yourself some pickle juice to help you rehydrate as well. But uh, unfortunately, nowhere. Uh, proper hydration starts a couple of days before, too. Not 
the night before. George, hey, you can go screw with your Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> but they're vented, I guess, vented. I guess. Uh, Colin Cooper has uh, the earth-shattering question. He's, he says, what's Joe's favorite socks? Oh, darn tough. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. Not a sponsor, but may as well be. <laughs> the amount of money spent on darn tough yeah, socks. Man. <laughs> yeah, they should. Okay, but we're not going to get into it. But you know you can buy cheaper socks, right? But why? Why? <laughs> lifetime guarantee. Why it's buy a... popcorn from a theater? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should stop buying popcorn so I can afford socks. Do you have lifetime guarantee for movie theater popcorn? I think not. I have, a, I have a, yes, I can agree. Yeah, it's a guarantee that it's delicious. <laughs> but it's the same thing from going to Dairy Queen. Going to Dairy Queen at night and you want to get a blizzard, it's like 10 bucks. It's not, but it's a lot of money where you could just buy a box ice cream for the same amount of money. That's it'd be soft serve It's the same thing. She's like, oh, you know, for the price of buying like that, that you could go to no frills and buy ice cream and fudge and all this stuff. But uh, you go buy that. And what's the first thing she says? You're gaining too much weight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. from the Instagram world, the next question comes to us from Ziggle Tech Driver, and Ziggle Tech wants to know, hey, guys, love the show. My question is, what is your favorite footwear for playing paintball, uh, for speedball as well as woods ball or scenario ball? Joe doesn't wear boots. He just wears five layers of darn tough socks. Yeah, <laughs> you think they're a boot, but... <laughs> but uh, you, you jest, my friend Joshua, but a, a solid oh foot platform <laughs> does require some great socks. So yeah. I use a darn tough tactical sock, which is a full cushion. Um, and my Belleville boots are fantastic for, not yeah. Belleville, sorry, my Ultima boots uh, are fantastic for all weather play and mostly warm weather. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. That, is what, that is what has saved me. Chris Hudson rings my bell, Solomon shoes. Um, only because the, the last pair of Solomon shoes I had was waterproof. So they're comfortable. They wear, um, they wear great. They're like a, a nice pair of sturdy shoes. But if you're if you're out on a on a rainy day, your shoes will stay. Your feet will stay. He has uh, Gore-Tex ones. They they make a for, Solomon makes a whole line of Gore-Tex shoes. They make a mid a mid one called the Forces. Um, they make one that looks like this. That's Gore-Tex. I can just show you guys. And there's no laces to come undone. You wear your shoes inside. I do because I have dog hair on my feet, on my darn tough socks, which are right here. <laughs> <laughs> so the darn oh, tough socks to in may be comfortable, but there's no odor control. No, they don't. Sure is nice no being way. back in the they studio. Don't. They, they don't smell. They don't <laughs> they don't perfect sock. I'm telling you the perfect stuff. The sock. <laughs> you I wish I had neat. that sock money. Yeah. So here's the thing, like you know, for those everyone's gonna say, you know, Joe, Joe and Gav are gonna preach to the choir about boots, and same with Josh. But if you're gonna, if you're, if, you know, if you can't, if you don't want to wear boots, just get yourself a nice hiking pair of shoes, like something with a sturdy ankle support. Yeah. Don't just wear your Nike runners because they've got no ankle support. You're gonna twist twist ankles. And if you're gonna play speedball, I would almost recommend something without cleats. Um, I know people like cleats because they get traction and they can run and stuff. But the thing is. Stopping, I've seen people go go ass over tea kettle on them. Um, they also most fields don't like when guys are wearing cleats on grass because it just it just eats it up. And on turf, yeah, if you're wearing it. cleats, depending on the turf, I mean, if it's wet, the cleats really aren't going to do much um, because of that plastic fiber. But find something that's comfortable. But whatever, like w the point is, we're all going to agree on is something that has good ankle support. No. Nope. Um, oh, sorry. Okay, let's go, My Josh. You going to wear toe I'd... shoes? No, I'm <laughs> not wearing toe <laughs> shoes. I barely tie my shoes, ever. 
I really like yeah. When I skate, my skates are almost loose enough to fall off. I I can't stand tight boots and ankle support. I can't do you it. You don't tie it up because you, you jam your damn canoes into a skate that's two sizes too small. You get bloody <laughs> nubs by the end of the day. That's like oh, there's a red line. No, no, that's just Josh. Oh, gotta love skate nubs. faster. Yeah, uh, Nike Land Sharks for Speedball says Wade again something that's comfortable but has good. Just got to make sure it has good ankle support. That's all. No. Um, yeah. No. Uh, original SWAT or Lalo Tactical Gore-Tex boots says Matt Watts. What does he know? Has he even played paintball? I think he does. <laughs> what does he know about paintball? No, agreed. Yep. Um, yeah. What are the ones that we got last? The Altama Foxhounds. Altama, yeah, those are good boots. Yeah, I yeah. like those Foxhounds. Yeah. Uh, George Hay and Cliff Meyer, I think, are both saying Cracks. the same thing. Cracks. Cracks. Okay, look, I got no problem with playing paintball with George Hay, and he's wearing Crocs. You want to wear what you want to wear, that's fine. But, George, please stop wearing the hot pink Crocs. Get yeah. yourself some camel ones or something. I okay? know it matches his leggings or his jeggings, jeggings but... Yeah. And his barrel sock and his scarf and his hat. That's one thing that's been good about COVID is the fact that we haven't had to see his jeggings in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the border will open up soon. I hope so, yeah. yeah. No, Justin Trudeau announced it's going to be another seven years. <laughs> I think we're probably three or four months behind the States right now. Well, I mean, Which ones? All of them. Yeah, well, <laughs> they I mean, seem to all be far farther ahead than we are. Well, we had less access to the vaccine, and yeah. that's that's what's yeah. you know, now we're the catching. Rollout. We're yeah, doing we're catching all right. Yeah. 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 What are we at? A third. So in Ontario, third we're the population at sixty-five percent. I think. I think we just Single. hit fifty-two or five percent of all of Canada. So yeah, rolling out daily. So you said fifty-two yeah. or five percent. Fifty-two, fifty-two or fifty-five percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that's a big difference. One shot and five percent. Five percent is fully vaccinated. Yeah. And so I don't know, know why they just can't give you two at the same time. Yeah, you're just, there. Just put a mustache on and go, <laughs> yeah. go back in line again. Just go say, circle back. Like, yeah. Why not? Yeah. What are they going to say? Yeah. No? Well, there was that Italian uh, who received uh, six times the doses in one day yeah. because the uh, the pharmacy assistant uh, misread the uh, <laughs> the instructions. So she was in the hospital for, I think, uh, 10 days for observation, but then she, she actually flew home. Right. So, <laughs> I was going to say, so she's got superpowers, right? Superpowers. Right? Yeah. Is that, you get that, you expect you can get superpowers. Yeah, Dwayne right? King uh, just mentioned, uh, yeah, Indy had 130,000 people in attendance. Wow. Yeah, so that's what we're looking forward to. Not so much 130,000 people in one place, but, uh, you know, going back to, to life in general. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, we're looking forward to Do that. Do we have 130,000 people in Canada put in one spot? No, no, I, I I'm still like if I sit down and watch a TV program and I see two people go into a restaurant and other people are sitting there without masks, it, I, I have this weird thing like they shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> We're so overly programmed to what's going on and you deprogram yeah. yourself and start coughing in their general direction. Yeah, so, sorry Matt, we'll we'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, George Hay says Crocs only, no clothes on in 2021. That's he's clarifying. <laughs> nice. So freedom, nice. freedom Croc Fest. Here we go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Bobber1 wants to know, uh, can old markers that traditionally run on CO2 run on compressed air? If so, what is the proper tank output pressure, or is it advisable at all to do? Depends on the gun. Yeah, it depends oh. on the tank. It depends on the gun and the tank. But it, what's the output pressure on a CO2 tank? Isn't it higher well, potentially depend, than a high-pressure Potentially higher, yeah. And with the, the output pressure on a CO2 tank is, is anywhere up to what the burst is. On a super hot day, if you think the burst...
It goes in their region to 3,000, right? 1.8 to 3,000. 1.8 to yeah. 3,000. So that on a, on a day that's super hot and your CO2 is heated up, so that your output pressure on at that point, if the burst disc goes, is at least 1.8. Think about that. Like that's, yeah. But on a cold day, there's no pressure in the tank. And you can't get half half the time in the olden days. You wouldn't pressure. be able to get your gun to seal because there was enough pressure to um to seal. Paintball's only forty years old, but you keep saying olden days. Well, what do you want? <laughs> I know, <laughs> days of old, days of yore. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I I think I think you're almost fine screwing a high pressure air tanking because you know you're getting about eight hundred fifty psi. Right. Bob Spicer says he wants the answer, not the theory. <laughs> So, yes, yes go it, ahead. HPA on anything CO2. But when you screw it, it in. Don't put it on a C3, though. That won't yeah. work. And with that answer and that attitude, when you screw it in, make sure you put it right beside your face. No, just and do you're it at looking home. At Do it, it in your bedroom. <laughs> yes. Sure. Do it, do, it beside, do it beside an open thing of flour. <laughs> it's high-pressure air. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because of your smart-ass comment, we're not answering that, Bobber. Yeah, yeah Bobber. Take your Was it his bob- question? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Uh, sorry. Next question comes to us from Alex, uh, 1986. Is there a good place to find value from from for some old markers that he's thinking about selling? Where can you get appraisals for stuff like that? MCB. Definitely MCB. not the internet. Not here. Or eBay. Probably on Carver. Uh, I'm Carter Brown. I think you guys are right. Yeah. 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 There. <laughs> You have to find a place where like-minded individuals are that know, because if you've got some good stuff, you'll get, especially retro stuff, you'll get probably better than you thought you would on it. If you go to Kijiji or any of those marketplaces or Craigslist, you got yahoos that don't know anything about paintball signing in and, and looking at it. Now, maybe that'll work in your favor, but most likely not if you're selling something vintage, though. I think it's a seller's market now. For whatever reason, oh, everything has held value or increased in value. So the days of uh, getting a last year's model for significantly cheaper are done. So hold on to it for a bit. If Or, or I mean, try to flip it if you can now. Uh, and if you're buying, uh, just be prepared to pay a little bit extra. I'd like to thank Tim Montressor for doing that, bringing back the Iron City Classic. For sure. Bringing back the Metro, the the Mech uh, retro style stuff. I think that's what's driving it. I'm happy about it. I'd like to see it continue. Perfect. Hmm. All right. I'm just going to one more question before I send up my sack, if that's okay, Todd. Yeah. All right. It comes back to us from the little Bobby Spisser, Bobber1. Uh, and he wants to know, how important is use of camo in your game? And what is your go-to pattern? Camouflage for those who are so inclined. It's funny. This room is going to be split, I think. I don't think so. Let's go around the horn then. Uh, we'll go with Todd last because he's not a big camo guy. Um, so we'll start with Joseph P. Kempson. Oh, I don't know. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> Great throat to you. <laughs> I, well, I like multicam. I got multicam tropic, but I, I'm one. a big, Gavin, big you one. Built it, no, you built it right up, and then it Viet, went to boom. Vietnam, ti- Vietnam tiger stripe. But but I went to the field. 100%. I went to where our stuff is stored. And I took off my my desert tiger stripe stuff off the mannequin, and I brought it home wow, and washed it. Wow. And I'm going to wear that. And I was also I opened my closet the other day. Tom Cruise did not pop out, but I also looked at um, I looked at my three color desert, and I thought, you know what, I want to wear that. All right, so but I'm also fancying <laughs> Woodland lately too. So why I did know. I go to Joe first? <laughs> no idea. All right, so Josh, let's throw to you. Uh, it's more of a fashion thing what than you anything. Go, what are you going to? Uh, I'll trade in Tiger Stripe. Okay. That's just, if it's a TFR event, if I'm just out playing, 
Uh, I've usually got blue jeans on and uh, Tiger Stripe, um, not yeah. Renegade, Louse. knockoff Renegade. Yeah. Moo Moo, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let Matt answer this one, too, so he doesn't get angry with me anymore. Matt, <laughs> what's your go-to camo? I would have to say Tiger Stripe, but I really dislike authentic camo. It just doesn't breathe for me. Uh, you're breaking up there. You're breaking up. You got the oh, wrong answer down, you wanted. Down. Don't get off Last the boat, Last time yeah. I go to Matt. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, I would echo what my friend Matt, uh, not Matt, uh, <laughs> what Josh said. Altering Tiger Stripe, I think, is altering Tiger Stripe is, I think, is the best pattern. So you have the, you know, the disruptive pattern for upright stocking and the colorways of multicam. Absolutely. Um, so I think yeah. it is the perfect camo. Yeah. I, I, I like I didn't ask olive yet, green. <laughs> I'm, Go I'm going to answer. I like olive drab green because I think it's a, just an all-purpose, like it's an old-school look. And I do like Tiger Stripe as my two favorites. But I believe the question also said, you know, how important is camouflage? I also think it depends on how what kind of player you are. I think it's pretty and damn important. I don't... Okay, so if you're an up upfront up player who likes to play and... You know, even in in scenario games like Josh, when we played the last game we played together, it was we were listening to find out where we was playing. And we ran to that spot. We wanted to be engaging. We wanted to be in people's faces. We wanted to play paintball. So for us, whether we wore camouflage or hot pink outfits, it wouldn't make a difference because we were forcing uh, the fight every time. Right. Right. So for us, camouflage is great. But at the end of the day, it really comes to what's comfortable on, on, on the playing field. And although camouflage is great, Matt brings up a good point. It's it's some of it's boxy and doesn't fit properly, and there's no place for Ding. squeegee, right? And although I'm not a big proponent of tournament pants, the only upgrade to tournament pants playing on the field is that they have a squeegee pocket, and they do have like the inner line that breathes a bit. So, Get you know, I don't want to be the guy wearing tournament pants on a big game, but right now there's really no other alternative. If there could be a pant that was like a camouflage pant that was done like Spec Ops tried to come out with, didn't Die do that? Hmm. What about a ripstop cotton, like a ripstop military tropical stuff? It's lightweight, it dries quick. Yeah. It's it's got a tight weave, so mosquitoes can't bite through it, and it yeah. it hmm. half-ass breeze. I, I I you need a tropical yeah. stuff. Something else that's cool that not many people have is ERDL. That stuff from Vietnam leaf pattern. That's cool. So Oliver Oliver Powell in the live chat says that uh, he likes black camo because he likes to hide in the shadows. But in all honesty, we used to play night games at the field, and we tried we tried um, black camo, but it, it was the gray. The gray. The solid and gray worked better. And my friend Joe sold me, I think, his only set of South African night fighter, which is, it's almost like a purple hue to it. It's like a gray, but yeah. it's uh, that is exceptional. That's yeah. a good, but there, if you, yeah. in, in, the na in nature, Oliver Powell, Dragon Fire, there is no, nothing black. Is is that there's nothing naturally black in the in the jungle or the desert or the forest? There's nothing black. There's grays and browns and dark greens, but there's nothing black. At nighttime, black sticks out like a shadow. It you're, does. Yeah. You're like this dark gray is the best thing moving through. You can see it. You're like this blob. Yeah. Like a Sasquatch. Yeah. Um, George Hay will get the final hey. comment tonight. He says, uh, I still said, like I said before, Crocs and no clothes. <laughs> yeah. That's um, and then Bill nature's Scrib camo. <laughs> Bill Scribner says, what about the jersey behind me? That that pattern, I will be I will be honest, has really good, uh, really good coverage yeah, there. So as well as um, um, 
the Predator camo from yeah. the UK. That stuff there is fantastic as well. If you're, Rhodesian, yeah, uh, it's camera. Rhodesian. Rhodesian. So I, I mean, Rhodesian. I apologize for those people that do play and want to have cover and take cover. I mean, I'm the wrong person to ask about camouflage. These guys pretty much answered it. I just. But you know that that's our go-to because yeah. sort of the environment we play in. I mean, yeah. it's going to be different everywhere, every environment we're in, everywhere around the world. So I do like a multicam or OCP Scorpion, which is like the U.S. military version of that now, yeah. uh, or some of the uh, like the British version of that, like this, like colorways like this. I think blend blend quite nicely into most environments. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time right now. If you guys want to continue to listen to Behind the Bunker. Uh, we are going to continue to broadcast over on YouTube. Uh, so Facebook, we're going to say goodbye to you in just a moment. If you guys are listening at home during our podcast, we're just going to have a quick inter intermission. Then we're going to come right back. Uh, Facebook guys, thanks for watching. If you could hit that like and share button on the way out, uh, we're going to let you guys go. Thank you very much. We do appreciate you guys listening every week. Um, if you guys can only listen to us for a portion of time, try downloading our podcast. You can listen to it on your phones. You can listen to you anywhere, uh, and you can download it uh, on your phone, and uh, it'll come to your device pretty easy every week. So that's uh, that's awesome. And again, thank you to everyone that's in the in the live chat and Facebook. And I know Bud's uh, not here with us before, but watch for uh, watch for his um, new autococker. You you heard it here first. Twenty twenty one, Bud or. Behind the Bunker Edition yeah. autococker is coming yeah. out. And it's nice that he said, now I'm paraphrasing, that he's going to put BTB at the beginning of all of his serial numbers. Yes. Yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching on, on Facebook, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments, and we might read them on the show. Yeah, so there we go. But, Matt, your numbers haven't dropped, numbers right? Numbers have been fine. Okay, so our stream's been solid. Okay. There was a comment that my my vocal was echoing, but I don't know where that's from. I'll have to listen to that and rewind. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That was our, that was our uh, regularly scheduled Facebook program. Thank you guys for coming over to YouTube or watching us on YouTube and listening to us on our podcast. Uh, again, I say this every week, but the numbers keep creeping up, and I appreciate it. Um, cool. Um, that was fun. Nice to have you guys back in the studio. It's nice to. It, it feels like we can talk quicker to each other instead of having that Zoom lag. Yeah. 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 I'm sure it's easier for Matt too to be able to sh switch cameras around and not, uh, you know, go to different cells versus, uh, you know, having us well, all there. Well, and your scowl is now instantaneous. Yeah. You know, you're not locked with a smile on your face when I when I'm ragging on you. Now I can actually see it. Yeah. 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 No buffering. <laughs> yeah. But what people don't know is is that when we are on Zoom call, Matt was at home just on his smartphone because it's the yes. only item in his house <laughs> that has 5G. So he's trying to operate the show on this little tiny screen. And then you come to the show and and he. Actually actually does all the producing everything on a 65 inch curved flat screen tv <laughs> yeah now, it's almost like a 3d most I'm immersed of it, in it <laughs> most of it is facebook and the simpsons app on his phone but he yeah. has the option to view the entire show in one go yeah yeah but i don't like this show so so who does so bob says great sound and quality boys so so i appreciate that bob so there's no echo i'm not, not maybe he was watching on two different devices or he had two windows open maybe that's the, the case hot tub echo. there's that's a couple times is. my when my i dropped my picture and i rebooted it, then i had to shut my sound off it was on for like three or four seconds yeah but that wasn't at the 
I don't know. I, I think he probably had two windows open. If everyone else, else says it's fine, then it was probably fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's so, good. I have something concerning today. I Uh-oh. was watching We Were Soldiers. Again. Oh, yes. Okay. And I, I picked up on something I, I hadn't picked up on before. Yes. When I watched the movie. It's Mel Gibson. In the Yeah. Mel Gibson's in it. Shockingly. <laughs> that's weird. Right? But there's a Mar- um, maybe not Marsic, but he's Special Forces guy. He's in Tiger Stripe when they first land, and he's the guy who interrogates the Viet Cong guy they catch, right? Right. In the first scene, you see him standing waiting for the Hueys to take off. He's got a Thompson machine gun in his hand, and they're all cheering. They're, like, raising him up in the yeah. air, right? And then when he lands, he's got, like, an M1 carbine instead. But I was looking at the patch that's on his shoulder, and I, I did not recognize it at, at all. And it's, like, a black... Jaguar or something? Is it is it an early so, uh, mil- Mac V Sog military? I've been on a mission to try and figure out what it is. I figured it would be early because it's kind of like the first time U.S. soldiers Hamburger, touch down, it's right? Hamburger Hill, right? But apparently he's a South Vietnamese special forces. He's yeah, not yeah. even special forces. So good as South Vietnamese special so forces. So a South Vietnamese interpreter wielding an M1 carbine interrogates an NVA sh- soldier. Note that the M2 carbine uh, due to lack of his uh, selector switch. He actually had the wrong rifle in the scene, but right. it was weird that he went from a Thompson to an M1 or an M2. And I just, I caught me off guard because it was like, he's in Tiger Stripe. He's different than everybody else. And then he hops back on the Huey and takes back off. And right. I was like, during all that fighting, like the one guy who you really want with you leaves. Yes. <laughs> Aside yeah. from Mel Gibson. I mean, he's in was every that war a movie good ever. Movie? I, yeah, I remember watching it. It was a very really good movie. There was a couple movies that we watched that were... Like, was it Enemy mistakes, at the Gates? But... Didn't we dub that Boredom at the Gates? There was a couple bad ones. Te- guys, oh, no, Tears of like, the Sun. You didn't like Tears of the Sun. Tears of the Sun was Tears of Boredom. I liked it. I liked it. I did not like Apocalypse now the first time I watched it. But the one after I read Into the Darkness, yes. then I rewatched I had a whole new appreciation for it, and I really understood the movie. Because you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on the entire movie. And then it kind of unfurls in the last little bit, right? But it's entertaining, but like it gave me a new appreciation. Whatsoever. So shot in the Philippines, um, they built that village. A typhoon hit, yes. wiped it out. They had to rebuild that village. It was $1.5 million village in like the 70s. Right? No way. Jeez. I didn't know that. Yep. That's wild. Wow. And um, what's Sheen's dad? Martin Sheen, right? Yeah. Uh, almost died, like heart attack. The amount of drugs and stuff that was going on just to keep them in character and entertained while they're there was outrageous. So uh, it was the movie that almost never happened. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, it, it's funny you say that because I'm following a guy on Instagram who who's making a movie right now. They're over in... Well, uh, not Croatia, um, but one of the countries over there, right beside Serbia. Serbia, that's where it was. And they're filming a, a, a movie, and um, he's filming like the movie, but all his downtime and the stuff that they're getting, like the shenanigans that they're getting into while they're on their downtime, like lots of drinking, lots of partying, because I mean, there's just lots of time downtime, right? That's got to be hard to keep your actors like they've got to have insurance and people just babysitting them to make sure they don't do like something handlers? stupid. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, you know, the movie that they shot in like one consecutive. Um, oh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. It's a World War One movie, right? Yeah. It's Canadian, isn't it? I know one of the guys who did the lighting for that movie. And nice. he said it was four or five days of setup before they hit action 
and then they'd try to run all the way through it and like something funky would go on and then they'd have to cut and then they'd go reset the entire thing. It was literally four days to reset the entire set to go right back to everything again to redo it. They wow. said it took just as long to film that as it does every other movie. That reminds me of the Tropic Thunder, the explosion yes. scene. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, you look at you, you look at the Blair Witch Project too. Like that was just a simple movie sh- filmed over two weeks for twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. And how many millions that thing made? And that was a wasn't a great. Movie. But not only that, uh, the movie Clerks. Have you ever listened to the um, the guy who produced it and directed it talk about um, what's his name? Smith. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Kevin Smith. Talk about it. And he's like, he's like, I maxed out for. $2,000 credit cards yeah, to make like, that movie and that was it and yeah. it's like well it was shot at night overnight yeah. overnight that's why it was in black and white yeah because they had to worry less about lighting and less about this and yeah that's yeah. crazy oh boy that was a fun show I as I say like it's just so much different to have you guys in the studio and the sound is good like you know we can all see each other we can all yeah the only thing we screwed up was Josh and his reads. I mean, I'm really embarrassed about that right now. I'm still. I wish still we could angry. redo the whole show. From? I'm still angry. I'm watching, you know, the the, the slide up there with air ups, and you're going on. I'm like, what the hell? Am I getting cut? But I, okay, I'll try harder, coach. So all I know is that mine comes after air ups, right? It Does at, it not? It, it come, yeah, it, it comes after air ups. And what did you do? Did you wait for air ups? No, Jackass. <laughs> he was jumped like, right no. Oh no, he was talking about an Ola Gay. Sorry, I. That cheat has an Ola Gay then ruthless. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I, like, I, I like the fact that every once in a while you guys will riff on one that you've done. Right, like that's fine too. Um, but maybe we, maybe we change the reads up a little bit. Maybe we swap it out. Maybe. You know, maybe Josh instead reads Ruthless and maybe Don't do that. Reads, I was uh, dangerously close to re- remembering it. <laughs> yeah, you tell me good. now you're going to switch it up. Even if I have the same one, it's still going to be the same. Yeah. Air ups. Uh, thick welded. Uh, Seems stainless steel hardware. Multiple color options makes air ups the number one no. choice for inflatables on and off the field. From the beginning, air ups had thick welded seams. Uh, Holding up 30, most 40, vivid 50 colors guys. and big, biggest selections, <laughs> new territory, and we'll get you to the podium. There we go. I just butchered all nice. six reads there. Are you just gonna run it through a translator and then translate into a different language? And then I did that once. I yeah. thought that was amusing. <laughs> I didn't care for it. I can't count on one hand the amount of segments I brought to the group. That you guys liked. Are you trying to lose viewers? Is that what you're doing? I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying Are you to... done with the show? Just say it. Let's see one of you. I'm, you know, I'm going to implore you, Gavin, to come up by with nature, anything that's a new segment. By nature of what we do, we have to disagree with it. That's true. Because then it would sound like we're having fun. I think people think these are characters. No, just, we just hate each other. We're just this bitter all yeah, the time. Funny, yeah. but... A little known fact that when the show starts, about a minute before we go live, four doors open. And we all walk in, and we all don't look at each other. We put our headphones on, do a quick mic check, and there we go live. It's almost like Hunger Games, right? Yeah. Who's going to survive at the end? And the same thing's going to happen on the way out here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're going to probably have a, a glare at Zuby for screwing up the reads and probably give him a couple uh, couple comments, and then we're going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm just walking straight out the studio <laughs> yeah. doors. That's it. Yeah. Joe's already got his jacket on and his backpack. He's yeah, ready to garbage, walk out the door. night. we got to go. <laughs> not for this. Oh, jeez. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Bob Spister says we should be doing Behind the Bunker in a hot tub. Yeah, that would be comfortable. Ew. No, Nobody wants Especially that. with George Hayes' comments about being naked with his Crocs. He can bring us drinks. 
<laughs> just a towel over his arm. That's it. And by the way, can crack. we all just not glaze over the fact that we're doing a paintball show and my one of my biggest and your biggest heroes logged in to watch it? Yeah, or? pretty yeah. amazing. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. And the fact that he found some of it amusing was, yeah. And we he had to go to his barbecue. He had to go cook dinner, though. No, and again, I appreciate everybody tuning in and on a weekly basis and contributing in the chat. It's, it's nice to see how small the, the world is. I mean, uh, and our common interest of paintball is fantastic. So it's nice when we have um, some of the heroes of ours, like Bud or uh, even like Happy Holton in, in, in the chat who moved over as well, right? Some yeah. long-time players and people who've uh, had some influence in the game uh, and uh, who join us on Monday nights, and I, I, I appreciate that. All the big people and the little ones as well. Uh, we certainly appreciate everybody's support. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, and 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 all of you guys for watching. Thank you, thank you for doing so. But I think we'll probably wind it down. I think we're getting close to the end of the, the end of the time. So, uh, Gavin, any farewell departing thoughts before we uh, check on the Leaf score? No, no, none at all, guys. Again, nothing uh, much at all. Just wanted to say Ugh. thank you for <laughs> tuning in. It's been a great day. Uh, happy Monday, happy Memorial Day. Um, Let's hope the Leafs pull through, and we'll catch no. you guys next. We'll catch you guys next Monday. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, and that's two nothing. You say, Joe? It's two nothing. On but how the, much more time? Uh, eight minutes and. I was thinking lots period. of time in the third period. In the third period, they have lots of time to choke, and that's yes. it. Leafs are done. Then that's it. If they lose, they're out. Okay, that's stop jinxing. Um, they've been choke. <laughs> they've been choking the whole series. Have you not been watching? This uh, is their mo. Didn't they take the ice with a balled up sock in their mouth each? Yeah, (laughs) I was listening to the statistics about the Leafs making it to the second round, and apparently Vegas is betting odds on 1.4% that the Leafs make it to the second round. Because in the past, like since the 1960s, they haven't made it to round two or something like Uh, that. Oh, there's a 90s. Wow, that's just terrible. That's terrible. Oh, well. Well, thank you, Josh, for being on the program. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for watching. And I, I know the guys are talking about it. We appreciate you guys watching. But just want to let you know, if you share the show, we appreciate you even more. Yeah. Quite honestly, guys, we have nowhere to be on Monday. So this gives us an opportunity to do something. So please support and uh, keep us on the air. So with that being said, why don't we bid you farewell? And we'll see you guys next week.